presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everyone to the My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Scotty Via and Paralegal Mike. Mike. Hello, hello. How are you, pal? Oh, not bad. And yourself? Man, I'm feeling real excited about this episode. Uh, we, you know, obviously last week we were back after taking a little vacation there and enjoying some holiday time with the Fam Jam, but uh, we're back and it's Rumble season. Everyone's hyped on wrestling. Like when I log into the uh, at In My House Pod Twitter account. And see all the wrestling talk and it's not even about maybe current day stuff but people are just so excited about wrestling and sharing stuff that they're loving it's just a great time to be a pro wrestling fan so i'm uh i'm i'm embracing that and loving that as well it's a lot of fun and uh not gonna lie hinders my job sometimes because i'll just be scrolling <laughs> i i mean death scrolling <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden it's like oh my god i didn't contact anybody else was contact today well, I'm going to the mall for a pretzel. I'll deal yeah. with it later. <laughs> we'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, we can't deny the the funness around this time of year for pro wrestling fans. It is rumble season, which goes into mania season. And uh, I also fully believe companies like AEW and now TNA are going to be jumping in to try to grab some of that hype, which is just great for us pro wrestling fans. So um, it's, a, it's a great time of the year to be a pro wrestling fan. Uh, Mike, before we get into what we're going to do. Yes. We have to address. We're, we're recording on Tuesday uh, evening, mm-hmm. right now, and the Tony Khan saga on Twitter right now is is uh, entertaining as fuck. Let's be honest. Oh here. my it, god! So remember when when Donald Trump was allowed to have Twitter? <laughs> like you worked, you worked as like you were the president of the United States, and they were just like, "Yeah, Donald, you're okay to have Twitter." And then he used it wrong, and they kept just being okay with him using Twitter. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tony Khan is a very wealthy man. Mm-hmm. His feet and businesses. How is there not a fucking PR person in that office who's like, could you just give me your phone? <laughs> like, maybe I'll just take your phone. Because <laughs> good God, man. It's getting so to the point give now. Us, give us a breakdown of today's. The man is, he's been on Twitter before. Like, this isn't the first time I've seen this caliber of yeah. Tony Khan tweeting. It's It's pretty wild. So. Breaking things down, uh, last weekend on, I believe it was Collision, AEW showed a vignette of Hook talking about how he wants more championship gold in 2024, and he calls out Samoa Joe. There was a bit of outrage and backlash because why is why does Hook deserve a, t- a title shot? That's the basis of that. Come to uh, this Monday Night Raw last night, and then today the WWE announced that Jinder Mahal is getting a World Heavyweight Championship match against Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw next week. Not really as much backlash, if any. I didn't see any. I know that. But uh, Tony Khan ended up tweeting out a double standard. Hook, 21-8 and career record on winning streak, calls out the champ. A logical challenge sparks online outrage. Jinder has literally lost every match he's he's in for the past year and immediately gets the title shot. Where is the outrage? AEW Dynamite tomorrow on TBS. That, That started it off. I will say this. Do you know why? And I, I do, <laughs> I truly do mean this with all due respect. Do you know why there was no outrage about gender getting a match on, on raw for the world title? Oh, wait, let me, let me hear. Is it cause he was in the segment with fucking Dwayne, right? <laughs> like, Oh, I'm sorry. One of the biggest superstars in the history of the business. Yeah. All he had to do was come out for gender. Guess who's relevant again? Gender. It's that it's it's that simple. It's you just might, that simple. And you know you what? Could, you're even respectful. I don't even get to be fucking respectful about this. How do you tweet that <laughs> knowing why Jinder got that match? Yeah. He was in the ring with Dwayne. That's it. It's it's that simple. It's just that's it. That's why he's on TV again. And all the fucking power to him. If there's one thing we took away, great fucking swerve having Jinder come out mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Also makes Jinder relevant huge ups to triple h for pushing him out the door and being like hey man you want to work on tv again because this is how you're going to do it it's just that simple i'd also imagine it's hey gender this is the idea this isn't a goof on you there's going to most likely be a payoff or you know this is kind of a it, it it may not look the best for you but trust me it's not going to be that way wow this is crazy coming from you. This is the exact conversation. Hey, gender, this is a goof on you. Welcome <laughs> to the WWE. You'll still be on TV and get over because of it. Our truth has made a career off being a yeah. fucking joke. Do you want to be on TV and want to be relevant or do you want to do nothing? Right. Here's your options. Mm-hmm. Vince didn't give a fuck before. It was you're doing the dance, monkey. <laughs> do the dance. I think Hunter's a better way of pitching that. Like, hey, man, you're probably not going to wear gold again. And if you are, maybe a u.s title when it's losing its relevancy because right now i think it's hot i think it's in a good place oh, yeah. i think all the titles in wwe are kind of in a better place mm-hmm. you're not gonna wear gold but it doesn't hurt to get 10 to 15 minutes of tv time on a monday night hell it doesn't hurt to get your name called to be in the royal rumble this is all good things this is all paydays for you regardless of the perception i i work in the media mike so I'm a media man. I'm a media man, but 
Jinder Mahal's from Canada. It yeah. got some play up here in Canada. Jinder Mahal will definitely got some play in 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 India and Saudi Arabia as well because sure. he's in the ring with The Rock. It doesn't matter that we haven't seen Jinder in a year or however long it's been on TV or anything relevant since he lost the, the world title, but you can never take away that he's a world champion. So no. it made sense. It was a it was a, it was a great troll, and Jinder is looking better for it. He's basically becoming a, a an underdog hero right now, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if there was a section of the audience that was cheering for him on Monday Night Raw to beat Seth Rollins, even though it, we know he won't. But it's a fun underdog story because it's I'm sorry, it's it's Jinder. He's just a guy, but. Getting back to Tony Khan. Uh, Double standards. Yes. The the modern day Maharaja himself <laughs> quote tweeted Tony Khan's tweet that it, I just read out and said, who the fuck is Hook? Man. Watch Monday Night Raw on USA Network Mondays <laughs> at 8 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> Our wrestling group chat. Obviously, we're missing UK Tom today. I, I popped fucking huge. I had a busy ass day at work. But when I saw that tweet follow, I was like, Tony, that is not what you want to see because that's getting the pop. Yes. You were hoping for the sympathy points. That shit's out the window when Jinder messages back what he messages back. It's over. It's not even cl- like Man. It just made more ba- uh, of a baby face out of Jinder. It really did. And this is, I guess, is the new era of wrestling right now where back in the monday night war days mike wrestlers would stand up for their company all the time whether in in interviews and yeah basically interviews that's how you always hear it but now that vince is gone and some of the restraints have kind of loosened on what these wwe superstars can do and say on social media they're going for it and i I guarantee you they're it wouldn't surprise me one bit if gender hit up triple h and said hey can I respond to this? Because what the fuck? And Hunter probably said, yeah, just take it easy. You know, don't do anything you're not supposed to do. And he was fine with it. Taz got involved and said, you know, he spelled out Hook's name in capital letters. That's who Hook is. Uh, Taz, shut up. Yeah. Shut Tony up. Tony Khan is also beefing with Eric Bischoff, which they've been beefing for a while. I mean, also Eric Bischoff, shut the fuck up. See, I'm not going to say Eric Bischoff shut the fuck up because it's keeping Eric Bischoff relevant that he is feuding with Tony Khan and it's getting a ton of play on Twitter and it's probably working out tremendously for Eric Bischoff's podcast. So he's doing what he's doing to get some clicks. Yeah, I, uh, pal, I mean, for a guy to come out and like criticize how Tony Khan is doing business, you were in charge of WCW. You did sure. We were beating him, man. We saw the light at the end of the tunnel, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. It was over. Ted can't take down Vince. We all knew it. One company was good at building stars. The other one was good at buying them and spending entirely too much money on them. It's yeah. You're not wrong there. WCW had everything in their power to literally kill the WWF, and they didn't. They fumbled the ball. Yeah. Um. So one of the tweets that Tony Khan uh, commented on or tweeted about is, um, so someone had tweeted out Seth Rollins and Jinder do have history. They were in the finals of the NXT tournament. The USA Network tweeted them back and said, what was the cage match rating? (laughs) You know, (laughs) great tweet by the USA Network. 
Tony Kong quote tweets the USA Network and says, a moral victory for USA is one win more than their world title challenger Jinder Mahal has in the past 364 days because it's been literally a full year since he's won a match. You really put AEW in our place getting Jinder Mahal in a big match on your TV show. Do it more often. Sorry, Tony, you, you just sound like a whiny bitch. You, you should have stopped after Jinder tweeted. Yeah. Just fall into the darkness. That Homer meme of going back into the grass. <laughs> like, to the shrub, like do, they'll let that happen. Jesus Christ, man. The head of a company. Put your fucking phone down. It's to the point now where that PR person says, saying, hey, you better. Can you hand me your, just slap it out of his fucking hand? All and, of his phones, because I'm sure he's got many. But that's what's been going on today that has been. I mean, for us, just nothing but entertainment. It's it's catty bitchiness, and it's it's pretty fun to watch. Um, it, it's been about forty minutes since Tony Khan has tweeted anything. So let's let's hope it stays it. that way. Yeah, let's I think so. That way. Um, real quick before we move on to what we're gonna do here, Tom does make a good point. You even said it earlier. I think. Could you imagine Vince? If, if Vince had the the social media, I I honestly kind of go back and forth. There's times where Vince will battle and stand up for himself. We've seen it in interviews with Michael Landsberg and uh, the guy on NBC. I can't remember his name too. Oh yeah, you know, right back and forth. But then there's time where Vince will be like, "Don't even acknowledge him because we're the we're the number one wrestling company in the world. No one else exists. It's just us. So let's focus on us." So I don't know. And I, I, like I said in the in the group chat as well. I think when Hunter does respond, it'll be a, a, a real good one-liner on a show somewhere. We've seen I it, think heard like, it after the Rumble press conference. Because yeah, right? when do you hear the man talk in front of a lot of people unless it's those press conferences? So, Or takes the fucking high road and looks better and better every day in the eyes of wrestling fans everywhere. Yeah. Which, guess what? His stock's pretty fucking high right now. So, yeah. I'm curious, Go ahead, though. wrestling internet. Tell me that you hate Triple H right now. Because you don't. Very curious about what the ratings will be for Seth and Jinder and how much time they will give them. Because if if things keep playing out the way they are and uh, Jinder's looking like a more and more of a, a baby face, a victim in this situation where people are just shitting on him because he hasn't been relevant in a year, they're going to have the, the, you know, the Monday Night Raw match of the month kind of thing, right? Like they're going to have a, a banger of a match. So that's the only way to do it in my eyes to, to kind of save it and keep the Fed looking real good. But uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on on all that. Obviously, uh, hit us up on the socials at in my host pod. We're on all three of the majors, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, but Mike, yes, I don't want to lose any more time on this because we've been teasing it for about a month now, Yeah, but it's finally happening. I'm calling it the rage in the cage. I'm calling it the rage in the cage. I like it. Yeah, I like it. it. Scotty via versus paralegal Mike inside yeah. the cage. We're battling. We're picking topics in pro wrestling and for the most part, I imagine one of us will stick with with history, with what actually happened. The other one's going to battle a better scenario, what we think a better scenario would have been, and try to keep it within that realm of that year, that roster, and not go crazy and be like, oh, this, 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 this. It's something that I think that you, the listeners, can get involved in. Uh, most likely, it's what, Tuesday night right now? I'm probably going to put up a poll tonight on either Twitter or Instagram or both and have the fans vote and we'll see who the fans pick on next week's episode. But let's get into it, Mike. The topic, the the battle 
the match that you and I are having, Rage in the Cage. That's right. At WrestleMania. <laughs> That's right. From WrestleMania 30, we're talking the streak. Now, we're talking the streak. Paralegal Mike is going on the side of Brock Lesnar was the correct man in that moment, that year, to beat The Undertaker and end the streak. That is what yeah. he is siding with. Yes. Myself, I have one very, very solid argument, but I can make two. And I'll let you decide one way or the other if uh, you want both or if you just want the one. But, Mike, do you want to go first? Do you want to lay out your uh, opening statements? No, I mean, you you proposed this matchup. Okay. When I propose my battle, I will also preface it. Um, then you'll go first. I, on yours. I, I I will say this: I think there is only one name you could give that would make sense, kind of, to who should beat the streak. I I will go first. So I'm strict. I'm s- sticking to the roster of the year that was 2014. 2014, yeah. A CM Punkless WWE. A CM Punkless WWE. <laughs> Brian Danielson's in the main event. Yeah, Mike. The man, the man that should have beat the streak that year, mm-hmm. should have been Bray Wyatt. Okay, the man on high. the rise. Uh, I can't deny that he had a, a a great match with John Cena and a great feud going into. It. I loved it. It made me watch every week when I really hated watching Monday Night Raw every every Monday for three hours, but I had to because Bray Wyatt was doing great stuff. It's the- my, one of my favorite. To be fair, to lay in with what you're saying, as much as I'm going to disagree. Um, Got me probably back into wrestling where I am now with yeah. stuff like that Bray Wyatt character. It it was awesome. That that stuff was really well done. And I was like, oh shit, like we're we're doing characters like this again. Okay. And it's working. It's finally working. So, Mike, for years, people had said if the streak does break, it's got to be someone new and upcoming. You have to give them that rub. You've got to put over that that new young superstar to launch them into superstardom and hopefully launch them in the next 20 years of their career. And we'd heard names over the years. Edge, even Ted DiBiase Jr., Randy Orton was a, a big consideration for years. Uh, I'm sure John Cena's name came up. I'm sure Batista's name came up. And it all makes sense. It, it could have happened, but it didn't. With Vince deciding to end the streak of WrestleMania 30, it I had to have been Bray Wyatt. The Bray Wyatt character in my opinion, could have been the next Undertaker character. When Undertaker goes away, he's the only superstar in that company that can tell creepy, wild, dark stories as well as have a bit of supernatural in there, but make it work, make it make sense, make it believable, make it so people want to believe and invest in it. You had the opportunity with Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family to take down the undertaker. You could have put Kane in there. I know Kane was with the corporate. He was corporation. The image at that on time. the 2014 no roster. Is yeah. In the yeah. Suit. He's corporate wearing Kane. the suit pants and, and the elbow pads to wrestle, but you could have almost had Kane torn. You could have had him as two different characters, corporate Kane. And then, you know, the demon Kane, which they kind of did. I think at one point to help fight off the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt would have thrived thrived Mike as the man that ended the streak and I 
I truly believe that fans would have bought in, invested, and said, that's the right guy. That's the man that should have done it. It makes sense. It's a passing of the torch. It's the biggest rub you could ever give Bray Wyatt, which essentially we got last year around this time at Raw 30 when Undertaker gave the rub to Bray Wyatt in the middle of the ring. Imagine if that happened 10 years ago. Okay. I'm going to that, where that, that character I... could have gone and done. And we wouldn't have had to wait for so long for him to become a world champion, only to lose the title a month later to Randy Orton at WrestleMania 34, 35. We could have gotten a different run. My sure. argument is Bray Wyatt would have benefited the most that year and into the future by ending the streak. Mike? Okay, here's why I don't. As much as, again, this is the name. Your reasons your reasons are good. Yeah. I think in 2014, at that time, wrestling again, we're in the, the next biggest boom of wrestling now. Yeah. And still, you let's live in a world, for my example to this, LA Knight beats Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. How does that go over in your head? It's like they're oh, giving it. They're like they're giving it to LA Knight, right? Like we're forcing you now to to address this is the guy. It's it's awful. It's too fast after everything you've built with Roman. You can't do that. Also, just don't put LA Knight in that spot. Like uh, you're not. He's not ready. And guess what? And in 2014, they said in a Mark Heavy WWE, we're not going to put Bray Wyatt in that spot. We're not going to give him the keys to the kingdom. Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family at that time were going against some who's who's. There's stuff with with um, Punk, um, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. They they were doing some things. I feel it's where they went wrong with Roman is what they would have done wrong there is having Bray go out then and just basically saying, I'm the Undertaker now. Especially at WrestleMania, not only is the Undertaker going to lose at WrestleMania 30, you're replacing him with basically another Undertaker? Fuck you. No, no, no. They they Fuck did you. it a year later where Bray fought the Undertaker at media and, and, and guess Bray what? said, and I'm that, the new face of fear. But that also didn't help him. That match didn't help Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was over without beating the Undertaker. It, it, well, the bro, that that Undertaker WrestleMania 31 is a completely different Undertaker from WrestleMania 30 because he I still mean, had the streak at that point. Yeah. At this point, this is the Undertaker that we're getting back after the streak is but, broken and the man's confidence is lost. We saw that. It was in the see, documentaries. Sorry, I, I know I'm jumping in, but the <laughs> the, the documentaries were where Triple H had to tell Undertaker before he went out, remember who the fuck you are because he was struggling. So those or, are two. Those are apples and oranges, out, Mike. Or here, apples or hear and me oranges. Out, or hit me out. It's a WWE product where they're like, fucking, it looks good on film. <laughs> Everything we tell you that looks good. <laughs> My big one is this. You know what would have made, besides 30s moment with Brock, you know why Brock's the guy to beat The Undertaker? Because Brock should be the guy to fucking beat everybody. He is an actual killer. Brock is an actual killer. He's an attraction. To this day, he is billed as an attraction. He is not an every week superstar. He is not on house shows for a fucking reason because he is an attraction. Where they fumbled the bag was having The Undertaker wrestle again after 30. That's where it all went wrong. 
you didn't give a sting for fuck's sake. So you clearly don't care about what the fans want. So your argument of like should have been Bray. They never cared about what you wanted. It was always going to be Brock, even though Taker's just like, I don't think the kid needs it. He went out there and did the fucking job. He likes Brock, obviously. You want to talk about documentary clips? Brock's right there watching fucking Undertaker <laughs> matches. It had to be Brock. Undertaker at that point was a special attraction. We saw him at WrestleManias. Here's a new special attraction. And also that, for Brock, if they did it in a just world, would also be carrying on a new streak at WrestleMania. You want to hand the torch? Hand it to fucking Brock, who only shows up for these shows. You want to fucking beat the king? Show up at WrestleMania. This guy, this guy conquered the fucking streak. They didn't book it that way because WWE fucking hates every idea we have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump off of what you just said there because they could have had Bray Wyatt beat The Undertaker. That was Bray Wyatt's first WrestleMania. It they was, yeah. They literally could have started a new streak with Bray Wyatt. It, it, it's a, a great place, again, if, if you had someone else win. Brock, with just how he shows up, yeah, it should have been Bray and Cena. Cena's the light. Bray's the dark. I thought like that, that, that could have been done at SummerSlam. That, that could have been done at SummerSlam. Though. It could have been, but it wasn't. I know. It's booked it, for but... fucking WrestleMania 30 because it's a good thing on paper. It's Batman Joker. It's Superman Lex Luthor. I do it's, agree. It's that match. It's not darkness, darkness. Mm -hmm. But like, that sells better on posters to have John Cena, the, the Wonder Boy versus your new dark presence. That's I, I, how you get that character over. I do agree with that because one, I love that feud and that match with Bray and Cena. And I love that yeah i think you were the one that told me that like this is batman and joker i'm like holy shit it is it, which is great but i still think you could have had the darkness of bray wyatt versus the darkness of of undertaker almost like i don't know i do this i don't know the dc world very well or how many batmans there are but wow. young batman versus old batman or if it's robin or nightwing or red face or whatever it is sure you know what good point there too but I still, the shock and awe, I, I think, yeah, to, it had to be Brock. It had to be a legitimate killer to go out there. Because if Sean couldn't do it twice in a row, I don't think it should have been Bray. A guy's always going to be there. A worker like that. I want it to be a guy. Fuck, he would have booked Mike Tyson and then he had him knock him out. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Mike Tyson's a legitimate killer. He just punched the Undertaker to death. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it could have been Bray, and it should have been Bray because Undertaker only wrestled once a year at that point. He didn't come back until WrestleMania 31. They built up a whole program with him with Bray for WrestleMania 31, and Undertaker didn't show up or cut a vignette or anything until 31. He walked He's down the ramp at 31. You could have had Bray beat him and then almost do a return match. At, at 31, preferably later at night when it was dark, but you could have done that. You could have saved Cena and, and Bray for S SummerSlam. Sure. Bray Wyatt sure, was the one that you ended. Have. Well, that's all we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but Bray Wyatt beats Undertaker at WrestleMania, and, and the streak has ended. Bray Wyatt is now the new face of fear at that point. My the way I would book it is have his sights set on gold next for a complete takeover of the Federation. John Cena steps up to defend the Federation before Bray Wyatt can even get to Brian Danielson for the See, title. But this, this now sounds more like 
how you should have booked Bray Wyatt over his whole WWE career instead of just that one night of why he should have won. No, 30. I'm just I'm just building off of that one night to what it, what I think it could have been. But uh, so I will get back to just why he should have been the guy. I'm I'm I can easily just say yeah because he's a new up and coming superstar that uh, has a lot of momentum behind him and a lot of heat and could have been the guy to go into the next generation of being the next mythical character that the undertaker was he should have been that guy breaking the streak let's just say it never got broke if it never got broke i perfectly fine with it Mm -hmm. i'm very much in the camp though that it should have been broke and given to somebody that could have grabbed that ball and ran with it for years and i'm not saying brock didn't do that right but we got the Brock, the attraction when we could have gotten Bray Wyatt, the weekly monster, the guy that could have taken over the WWE pure evil in there and then eventually get to Cena at some point and then have the undertaker come back the next WrestleMania to be like, Cena couldn't do it. Danielson couldn't do it. Dolph Ziggler couldn't do it. Bo Dallas couldn't do it. Every major baby face in the company couldn't do it. The undertaker's back. Not only did you take my streak, but you're taking the, the, the one home I've had. I'm coming back to get everything that was mine. And then Bray beats him again. And then we never see the Undertaker again. You know why Vince booked it the way he did? Go ahead. Legitimacy. Sure, he's coming up, Bray. He's still new. You're still fucking new. You ain't that guy. Vince wasn't just putting you in situations to win like that. This like Roman is where I thought things were shifting again, where it the audience got sick of the Vince McMahon push. Bray Wayne wasn't that guy yet, and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Cena's the safer bet because if it goes wrong with Bray, Cena's still on top. You have the t- it, you you have Bray beat the coveted streaks without a doubt, and he fumbles the bag on Monday even. Like people are shocked no matter what after the streak's broken. Any pick you could have, as long as Taker gets pinned, our faces all do the same thing five minutes after. It's all jaw drop. It's when you think about it after where you go, yeah, Brock should fucking pin him. It brings that legitimacy to pro wrestling, which is predetermined as it is. When Brock walks out, he's a fucking specimen. When Taker walks out, you're like, well, this guy's got some road miles on him, which makes you think you're like, yeah, old man strength, not in this world. Yeah. Legitimacy helps that. When that happens and you see Paul Heyman's face, all of that happening, the conversation in the back is not only is the old man going like, fucking knew it, kid. Like, get their, get the camera <laughs> on their faces. Like, knew it. It's this legitimacy after two of like, we've got our prize fighter. If he has the belt or not. When he gets called up and it's time for a big match thing. If we have to bring back Goldberg, it's going to be marquee matches. Every time Brock came back after was a spectacle. But Mike, it, Mike, I, it, Mike that, I, that's that's part of the problem here. It, you just said every time Brock came back, Bray wouldn't have left. Bray would have been but, there every week. Bray didn't need someone else talking for him. He didn't need Paul Heyman. He didn't need Luke Harper or Eric Rohn to talk for him. The guy could hold his own on the mic and sell any story. Even if they fumbled the ball with creative after mania and had him feud with Kane Bray Wyatt would have made it work. He would have made people I, want 
tune in with the vignettes and everything, and then wrestling on Raw right before the pay per view, and then the pay per view, and then we don't have this whole. All right, Brock beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Not going to see him again for four months until SummerSlam, which is basically what happened and has happened ever since. It will continue to happen. And it will continue to happen. But if we had done it with Bray, we would have gotten so much more Bray Wyatt on our TV with so much more heat and momentum because he took a loss to Cena at, at WrestleMania. I'm not saying he lost momentum, but... He lost momentum. We saw the same thing with Rusev after he lost to Cena. I, I Wyatt think, suffered I, some of that. I think Bray Wyatt would have suffered way more taking the streak than losing to John Cena. I think you're crazy for saying I, that. I, well, of course you do. This is the side you pick, crazy. but you know at the end of the day, you know when this goes off the air, you're like, well, yeah, it's Brock who should have fucking won. <laughs> that comment you made is crazy. I, not, I don't think so. I don't think so. Why? Why would you say that? I not again, right. It's that fandom that time. If Taker still had the gas in him and they kept let him have the streak, and I mean, obviously Bray Wyatt has passed, which is a terrible loss for the wrestling industry. Absolutely. I don't ever think I want to see. I'd rather him write the Undertaker. Realistically, should have got to ride out into the sunset. If I if I'm picking one argument, is like I live in a world where the streak didn't get broken, and, and he I, got to and he got to have the most coveted thing. In WWE, he doesn't have the most championships, he doesn't have this or this, but he has this one fucking thing. But isn't that the whole point of, since Uh, they uh, didn't do it, why wouldn't they give it to a a young and -and up-and-comer who has so much momentum and heat and everything? He's got the mic skills and the wrestling skills and the wrestling lineage in his family to be the next uber star. I mean, how how can we forget about IRS and the the path he paved? Former tag team (laughs) champion. (laughs) But they gave it to a guy with a sword on his chest. Oh, all right. Because well, that's, that's, he's big see, and now beefy. You're... Because they they had a little they had a little tiff at the UFC event after Rock got or Brock got rocked. That that's what, why this and, match happened. And, and and what did that do? It made a little bit of money for the company. It's fine. It's I mean, fine. It, but it you could you could have done that. <laughs> you could have done that with the young and up and coming pro wrestler. Sure. That does. Oh, I think he earned it. I don't want to say he deserved it. He earned it. He earned I, that I, spot. The White family was running 2012. Hot as hell, Mike. Hot as hell. It again, I don't think what do you think's hotter? That initial run of the White family. Yep. Or Fire, Firefly Funhouse era The Fiend. What do you think's hotter? I think the 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 initial run do you think the initial run is hotter? I I don't think so. I'm not with you on that. Really? I, no. It was so hot, and then he nope. fought Cena, and then some of the creative ball got dropped after that. I feel like you're right. As a guy who's a character, sure. In the past, how many years? Yeah, Bray Wyatt did it great. He did he did do things that pushed wrestling. Why I say the the Funhouse era was bigger is because then the internet world got involved too. And that kind of that kind of eyes worked better long term. I don't think we would have ever got Firefly Funhouse or The Fiend if Bray beats Taker. You're stuck. You're stuck until you eventually become American Badass Part Two. That's a reinvention. <laughs> That's why I think the paving of like have that John Cena story. He's he's ba- basically your litmus test at that point. It's not The Undertaker. 
that's a fair point. I, I will give you that. But to this I, day, Cena is still that guy who was kind of that test for the WWE where they're just like, well, what do you think, John? Like, yeah. are you willing to lay down to him? Because you're going to have to. We're not giving you an undefeated WrestleMania streak. Like, again, if there's one person in the world, again, this is a good name. I like the name and I knew you were going to pick it for that reason as the replacement to The Undertaker. Turns out we didn't ever need one. And I don't think that like Bray Wyatt ended up being a replacement to The Undertaker. I think what he did was far more different and far I agree. more creative than what was allowed to happen back then. I agree. Undertaker shifting into a new character fucking sucked. <laughs> like that stuff was bad. What Bray did and grew with that character, it's like a little stagnant, a little stagnant. I'm working these guys, a little stagnant. Boom. Here's the Fiend. Boom. Here's the Firefly Funhouse. Those segments on Raw, that was your time to be like, that's must-watch TV. You see what Bray was doing this time? It's it was way that was the chunk where I say that was the maximum Bray Wyatt. And it sucks because we didn't get to see that fully fleshed out next step, which is like cruel joke for us. But that's why I still think not the time for Bray. I think Vince knew it. I think a lot of people knew it. I think when they gave the name Brock and even Taker's just like, he doesn't need it because he's an old school give back to wrestling. Let that go. We got to let that go now. Taker now probably looks, he's like, my biggest mistake after was wrestling after 30. Because for us, like I, our dream, we talked about it when we were going in. We're like, you know, Taker's still wrestling, like <laughs> things in the company. Like, are yeah. we going to get it? And no, they didn't bother giving us. They're just like, Taker, you want to work Shane? Shane fucking McMahon? You're the goddamn <laughs> Undertaker. My, my biggest thing is like, I love Brock winning because it's always made when Brock comes back. Same thing's going to happen at the Rumble. It's going to be a huge fucking pop. Here's the dose. Like him and Gunther. Come on. That's a marquee fucking match. It's for the IC title. People be talking more about that, I think, than some other stuff that is happening. I like that you said Bray, though. I'm happy that was the name out of your mouth because I know people are just like, well, it could have broke the shield earlier. Couldn't do that either. No, no. I actually had an argument for Roman without breaking the shield, but I, I wanted to stick with Bray Wyatt because oh, I think I think he was the only choice, the only realistic choice in at, at in that year, in that era. And I still think that a lot of things could have worked out with Bray and Cena later on, with Brock and Cena later on, uh, even throw Randy in there too. So um, listen, as, as heated as we get, and I know where people are just like, wow, these guys are walking each other's points, but like the big one again, legitimacy name. Sorry. It was that guy, that time, that UFC moment, it all played, it all did the thing it needed to do. End with all of our jaws dropped and by a guy who you could believe could fucking do it. <laughs> Sean tried twice and we knew both times like, fuck, they're not even going to get to Sean. He's Mr. WrestleMania. <laughs> That's why the rub would have been even bigger to give it to a new guy. But I just, out of, out what, time. what Bray did, what Bray did after is bigger than he didn't. He needed that time to figure it out. Fans go to our socials at in my host pod, comment on it. If the poll is up, give us a vote. Should it have been Brock Lesnar to beat the streak or should it have been someone else like Bray Wyatt at in my house pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Find us comment there. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll reveal the results next week. Mike, this is a blast. We're doing this a lot more often. That's right. That's that's right. (laughs) I think of a good one next time too. 
Absolutely. This is the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to my house. Play that music too loud. Show me what you 